Hello and welcome back to the Functional Spirituality Show. My name is Ava Arani and I'm so happy to be back here delivering some sweet honey into your ears. I'm sorry, I just have to say that. I love the way that sounds. Um, If you know me, you might know already that I've got a little bit of a quirk and it would be strange to deliver honey into your ears, but it's a way that I get to say honey. And there's another honey reference in the show today. Um, If you don't know me personally, my dog's name is Honey, and I'm a little bit obsessed, but I digress. So today is part two of the Gratitude for Resilience um, series. And last week we spoke about emotional resilience first, just to, you know, define what I mean there, um, that emotional resilience is our capacity to be willing to experience life, really. Um, And we do that through experiencing situations that are just a little bit difficult, slowly, slowly increasing our load of what we're able to and willing to fully be present to experiencing in our lives and how important that is um, in our lives nowadays and how important that is for the higher aspirations that human beings um, tend to have on the planet at our time in this time. Um, And then, well, today I want to speak more about how gratitude contributes to our emotional resilience. So this is not something that I've heard, you know, connected or spoken about too much, but I thought that it would be an interesting conversation to have how gratitude helps us to move through challenging situations and difficult emotions and um, the overloaded nervous system that many people are experiencing today and a lot of people are aware of that now and really interested in overcoming and moving through and transforming that state of ill health that comes from having an overloaded um, nervous system. Mental health and physical health are, you know, unfortunate and unpleasant byproducts of having or, you know, poor mental health and emotional, um, physical health are the byproduct of having an overloaded nervous system. So how do we move through those challenges? And I believe gratitude can really help us. So this is because I believe that gratitude helps to bring us back to zero. Um, so it helps us to release or empty out the tensions that can inhibit us or, you know, lead us to not being able to or not willing, not able or willing to deal with the difficult feelings and difficult thoughts and difficult circumstances that life might be presenting us with. So gratitude helps us to kind of come back to zero and empty out so that we can see the tension that's here with a sense of neutrality 
and a sense of compassion um, so that we can be fully present with, with what's here. So, you know, on a practical level, gratitude is a positive emotion. It's a positive biochemical state. It's a full body experience. Um, if possible, take a moment to close the eyes now. Conjure up the feeling of gratitude inside your body. And notice this, this feeling. It's a state of being. It's a biochemical response. And we use our thoughts to conjure up that emotional effect in the body. And that is what is happening automatically in our daily life anyways. The thoughts and stories in our minds are conjuring up a, a, a full body emotional experience that's happening unconsciously, but we can consciously choose to induce those positive states inside of our body um, with certain thoughts. So we might actually consider something that we're grateful for in order to produce that effect in the body, or sometimes just triggering the idea of gratitude um, is enough. You know, this is totally biohacking. We're using our thoughts to um, hack or to, um, to affect the experience inside of our body, inside of our nervous system, the biological response we can trigger through our conscious thoughts, which is pretty cool. So why would we want to do this? Why? And I'm definitely going to be speaking about um, I want to speak to the difference between cultivating positive emotion versus spiritual bypassing because this um, we need to get this straight once and for all, um, or many times again for sure. But you know why is it important to conjure up positive emotional states in our body? Why is it important to conjure up gratitude to feel gratitude or love? or you know anything positive inside of our body in order to build resilience and to therefore contribute to our ultimate sense of fulfillment and happiness and purpose and the, these deeper and deepest aspirations of our heart and our soul and our deepest being. How does gratitude contribute to that? So I got this kind of image of a funnel and a jar um, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to do, if you've ever tried to fill a jar with honey using a funnel. So if you pour honey into the funnel and you've got a very, very narrow um, funnel, narrow, narrow spout into the jar, that honey is going to move really, 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 really slowly. Um, and this is this is a little image or a metaphor or an anecdote anecdote in some way for our emotional resilience. So the honey is the information that's coming into our system, which is the jar. And, you know, there's only a certain amount of information or honey that the funnel can process at any time. Um, so the jar and the funnel are really one unit receiving this information of honey. And emotional resilience is really widening that spout allowing more information in, allowing more honey to fill the jar 
you know, if our intention is to fill the jar with honey, we probably want to do that in the most efficient way as possible. And that's going to be with a wide spout. Now, just as an aside here, I actually want you to conjure up this image of the jar being full, full of honey, full to the brim, and the funnel being full and the honey keep pouring in. Just consider that mess. And that's what it's like for so many people who have their nervous systems overloaded. Um, even if it's not a difficult situation, just any experience is just filling up that funnel. Honey is everywhere. Honey is spilling out from the side and, you know, spilling out from the bottom of the funnel. It's just, it's just a big mess. Um, and I just wanted to connect to that, you know, and, and open our hearts to that reality for so many people on the planet who who are even aware of this process happening where the honey continues to pour in, information keeps pouring into a system that that can't hold it and can't handle it and and how um, sad that is to see to see that and to feel that, you know, in in that way with um, it just not working and it just not being functional. So, you know, how do we get that information to flow into the system? Well, first, one of, you know, one of the biggest things that we can do is to give it time, you know, time heals and time gives space in the funnel from for the honey to pour in slowly, slowly. The other way, the other thing that we can do is slowly um, through practice, widen that funnel so that more honey can pour into the jar and it's not overflowing from the top of the funnel. So that's our emotional resilience. And cultivating positive emotion is like warming up the honey so that it, it clears space in the funnel and the honey flows through into the jar um, more and there's just more space. So I've been speaking a lot about, you know, there's so many inside of everyone, you know, in our Facebook group and in our programs and courses and in, in my community, you know, we're going through a lot. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of information. We're really aware. We have high expectations of ourselves. We have high aspirations. Um, not only for our own health, but also for our own purpose and our fulfillment and how we show up in the world. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of trauma and wounding and there's a lot to work through. There's a lot of disease. There's a lot of dis-ease that people are dealing with. And especially when things get really challenging, the kind of conversation I'm having at the moment is that when things are really challenging, when the honey is pouring over and the jar is full this is not the time to be trying to widen the funnel or you know trying to maybe widening maybe we can just close that metaphor now but it's not the time to be working on the wounds and processing the trauma and really trying to figure it all out and trying to heal in those moments when it's all too much it's not all the time, but you know, there are those serious moments where it feels seriously challenging. And what 
I'm telling people at the moment for that is that what is most important there is to just bring yourself back to zero. It's not about solving and fixing. It's just about coming back to zero, coming back to empty, not trying to overload your system with even more challenging information than what's present already by digging into wounds and, you know, erupting all of this pain. It's not even about that. Don't even do any techniques. But how do you bring yourself back to zero? How do you just resource yourself back to neutrality so that you can be more present and more willing to do the work? So it's not about pushing and challenging yourself to do all of this work. You know, we have so many techniques and ways of processing this matter, but that's not what's going to be most important in those really peak, challenging, overwhelming periods. At that point, it's just about taking some rest, going for a nap, hand on the heart, a few breaths. Um, And inside of our Facebook group, I put up a training last week about your presencing tool and how to cultivate this inner resource. So you need at that point to use your presencing tool. Nothing complicated, not digging into the layers and layers of wounding, but how do you presence yourself in that moment to bring yourself back to zero, not to avoid what is here, but not to be anxiously pursuing what's here either, but just bring yourself to zero That is so worthy in and of itself to just bring yourself to neutrality, just to comfort and hold yourself to say nothing needs to be done, but I can still be here inside my body. I don't have to figure out the emotions. I don't have to name anything. I don't have to work through anything. I just need to relax. And positive emotions are really, really helpful for that. They really help to bring us back to zero so that we can be more, there can be space there to deal with and and more willingness to not avoid and to be there when it's time to process those emotions. So you might wonder, well, when it's really, really intense, like how do you know when it's time to process the emotions? Well, probably not when it's at its peak 100% intensity. It's probably not the time to process it. However, sometimes, maybe 5%, maximum 10% of the time, when you're at a 100% emotional peak, would it actually feel good and spontaneously arise like I want to process this now I'm ready for this if you're not feeling that at a hundred percent peak emotions just bring yourself back to neutrality so that when it's time to process things you know sometimes there's a sense of spontaneity and you're like I want to see what this is now other times you maybe need a more formal container where you're being facilitated or you're facilitating yourself through that emotion. But it's not always. We're not always meant to be facilitating a really intense process. Just because something's here doesn't mean that you need to go to a 10 on it every single time. Um, However, that is something that we might be predisposed to doing. 
So cultivating this experience of positive emotion inside of our being, you know, it goes without saying that that has a positive effect on our health, on our happiness, and on our relationships. But as I'm mentioning here, it also has this positive effect of accumulating resilience and accumulating a sense of clearness or neutrality or emptiness um, in that mental load and in that information and nervous system load. We can clear that out and soften the nervous system through positive emotions and states in the body, which then contribute to us deepening that emotional resilience. So I hope that all makes sense. Definitely um, give us a bit of communication and feedback if you need any further clarification on that, or if you um, have questions and comments, always really interested to know how the information is landing and how your own um, wisdom is developing in in this process. Um, So I'll just go straight into as well what the difference is between cultivating positive emotion versus spiritual bypassing. So spiritual bypassing is a buzzword in spiritual communities. And very often, like everything, people tend to just label on the surface um, without really digging in and finding the nuances behind an individual's intentions or an individual's process, or maybe there's a whole school of thought or a whole um, system. People just tend, they see a few qualities on the surface and then they'll label it spiritual bypassing um which is a really detrimental tendency that that we have to um generalize and label people on the surface it's of course it it's a there's a reason that we do that and that the human mind does that it helps us to navigate the world but when you're making really strong value statements about a person or a system or a school or a community and saying they're spiritual bypassing, even though you might be entirely correct, um, it's not that inspiring to just label people without ever getting to know them and their processes. And the only, not that anyone I'm feeling people are labeling me that or or anything like that, but I see it happening with communities, people from outside of the community putting that label and it's a way of kind of just putting that into a box and not having to deal, again, not having to process some deeper information. And it's only a disadvantage to that person um, when you're willing to, to label someone and not get to know them a bit better and see what's happening. So I see that happening all the time, you know, in um, the online communities, there'll be like one little statement someone says, and then someone will reply, well, that's spiritual bypassing, or this system is spiritual bypassing, or Vipassana is spiritual bypassing. And it's like, well, what, please give some context and please respect the nuances of the richness of these experiences and and systems. So spiritual bypassing is really just a fancy buzz term for the instinctual or automatic response that human beings have to avoid uncomfortable experiences. So as a human being, we have a tendency to avoid pain 
and pursue pleasure. It's natural. Um, but rightfully so, it's warned against in a spiritual context that we in a spiritual context when we're looking to um, we're looking to integrate the wholeness of our being spiritual bypassing or this tendency to avoid pain and pursue pleasure is warned against because there's so much we're we're not supposed to be avoiding um, on an ultimate or on a metaphysical level we're not supposed to be avoiding anything in a spiritual context Um, We're supposed to be present with everything because that is the nature of spirit, consciousness. The present moment is present with everything. And if we're looking to increase our spirituality or to widen our presence, then um, it's, it's not conducive. This tendency to avoid pain, just the physical pain, emotional pain, relational pain, to avoid that is warned against, rightfully so, because that is just a shallow automatic response that we have that protects us and allows us to be functional in many situations. But on the spiritual context, it's something, it, it doesn't apply to spirituality. It just it applies to that normal day-to-day living, instinctual um, day-to-day living of the human being. So traditionally, spiritual practice really purposefully cultivates positive emotions for all of the reasons I said before. Um, You know, traditionally religion, it's very much about um, cultivating supportive bonds in social contexts and about making you a better person, more likely to survive, better at problem solving, you know, all of these Um, There's all of these reasons for cultivating positive emotions traditionally in religion and in spiritual practice. And spiritual bypassing is warning us against that tendency um, without the willingness to also go into the shadow. So in our programs in functional spirituality, we always start at the very beginning with a three-part spiritual method to make it really clear that the spiritual path includes a process of deconditioning, of digging into those parts that have been sealed off against awareness um, to help us to survive and to function. So to go into those parts and to do the deconditioning. At the same time, the, the second part of the method is a cultivating So to cultivate the positive emotions and those uplifting qualities as well as the wider understandings, universal understandings and energies and values of the spirit, cultivating those alongside um, as well because they're conducive to spirituality um, as well as the awakening. So not going too much into the three-part spiritual method right now, but just to, you know, as an aside, that it's so important to clarify that at the beginning, that deconditioning and cultivating are both really important and equally um, necessary for the spiritual practice. So I want to clarify that there is a value in knowing about spiritual bypassing, knowing about this tendency 
really strong tendency, really hardwired tendency inside of us that when we're triggered or confronted, that we will um, avoid that. And really, when speaking in our spiritual language, when we're being called to be present, a trigger is there, it's a call to be present. When we're being confronted, it's a call to be present. And when we're called to be present, we may have or we may um, by default go into the pleasant emotions, the pleasant thoughts, the pleasant realizations that we've had, the pleasant parts of the spiritual systems that we love instead of being really present with what's here. So we leave the present moment and we start to manipulate the moment. So, you know, the most popular version of this is when someone is hurt or someone um, is bringing you a painful situation or someone is bringing you a contradiction that they see or someone is expressing something that is challenging and the person replies, the spiritual person replies, well, everything is love or, well, don't even worry about it. Let it go. Or you don't need to think about that. That's all just thoughts. Um, or, you know, why, why do you have to focus on the negative? Or, um, you know, that's just your perception. Everything is just thoughts. You know, why don't you just let it go? And so on. So that is, you know, the most obvious and most cited form of spiritual bypassing, um, which is a sign of trauma and a sign of avoidance and a tendency that has um, either developed or, you know, it's, it's innate in us. It's an instinctual automatic response that human beings have to avoid uncomfortable experiences um, and to not be present with what's here. So that avoidant tendency, um, even though you're phys- you might be physically standing in front of someone or, you know, present in a room or on a call with someone, you avoid them and you leave that situation And you're not able to be, you know, these profound, exquisite qualities of the spiritual practice to be fully present, to be empty inside your being and filled with the other person's experience, that capacity of empathy, or in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, it's called Samyama, you know, identification with the person in front of you where you're, you recognize that you're not your personality or you're not recognizing it cognitively, but there's a recognition inside your body that we are one. You deeply feel the other person's experience. You know, these are such exquisite um, effects and also practices that we can cultivate in the spiritual practice that is so worth it to endure the challenging experiences and to be willing to have your pain evoked as well as someone expresses something painful in front of you. It's so worthy of it. So 
so incredible to experience. You know, these are states of samadhi in the yoga sutras again, or in, in different forms of yoga and meditation to be, um, to merge. It's a, you know, it's the peak experience, a peak yogic experience to be so present with someone. And this is um, completely available, if not necessary in our daily lives as well. So positive emotion is a way of emptying out the tensions of the nervous system and allowing us to be more willing um, and capable of experiencing um, the present moment and the challenges that are here. And it's different from spiritual bypassing, which is you know maneuvering ourselves towards positivity in a way of avoiding things that are challenging. So I hope that's clear what the difference is between those there. And I think that that's really important. So I feel like this is a lot of information for us to digest. Um, strongly advise going back through both part one and part two again, um, you know, either with the eyes closed in meditation or with your diary there just to jot down a few notes. And I really hope that this is the beginning of, of um, a few of these conversations between us and our community and also within yourself and within your own relationships. And I am so delighted that you hung around till the very end and I hope you got something out of it. Um, if you haven't already, check out the Functional Spirituality Facebook group. So just search Functional Spirituality in there, I'm giving a live five-day training at the end of August, um, which is our free functional meditation workshop, which is an amazing um, deepening of the meditation practice, as well as um, an introduction to the foundations for those who are just starting out. And even if you've been meditating for a long time, it's all in the foundations. I'm obsessed with the foundations. I think that the foundations and step one are also the last step. So I strongly encourage and joyfully invite you to join me there for the upcoming free workshop um, where I would be delighted to connect to you and, and hear more of your thoughts and, and my greatest joy, of course, to be willing to serve you, be able to serve you guys. So thanks again for listening and I'll speak to you very soon.